back here with another AOC podcast. And now today's guest is Travis Bazana. Travis, just give us a quick introduction of yourself. Yeah, I'm Travis Bazana. I'm from Sydney, Australia. I play baseball currently at Oregon State University. Um, I'm a second year or sophomore. And I play middle infield, mainly second base. And I'm the hitter. Uh, yeah. Sweet. Um, just tell us a little bit about your journey from playing baseball in Australia to now playing Division One college baseball. Uh, yeah. I started baseball super young, having older brothers. So I kind of was watching them when I was like toddler age and started swinging bats two, three years old. Um, and kind of found a love for baseball really, really young. Um, yeah, my journey, I played club baseball all kind of from three to nine years old, really, and then got into the kind of the little, little league ranks locally, kind of representative stuff, um, little league nationals, all, all of that stuff. And then as I got older, kind of played for New South Wales in a couple of tournaments, um, national tournaments, represented Australia a couple times. Uh, and and then yeah 2019 got recruited by Oregon State while I was in Arizona at a tournament uh and now I'm now I'm here trying to move on to the pros soon enough and hopefully win win a couple national championships at Oregon State uh but yeah it's been a kind of wild ride with like not knowing where I would take my journey and um what was going to be the right kind of path for me but I, I knew I wanted to go play baseball in the U.S. from a really young age, probably like 10. And, yeah, um, made it happen. So. Yeah, awesome. Was college baseball something that was always in the back of your mind or something that you always wanted to do or sort of just got that offer and couldn't refuse it? Yeah, so I always like probably – I think from – as long as I can remember, I wanted to be a major league baseball player. I was like, what's your future job? Whatever. As a primary school kid, and I wanted to be a major league baseball player. And then I'd say everything gets a little bit more serious kind of as you're kind of hitting the end of puberty, like 14, 15, you start to start to figure out where you're going to take it. And uh, yeah, I started to kind of get some pro interest and then think about if I would go to college I didn't really know much about the college route and didn't really have much to like look to. I just knew a couple of guys that had played kind of Juco ball or some as a transfer to D1, D2 schools that I was playing with in state league back in Australia. Um, and yeah, I, I didn't know if I was going to go college or pros, but I, I just wanted to find the best option for my progression as a player and have people that value me and, and give myself a chance to have a career in the major leagues down the, down the road. And yeah, it just kind of played out to where I thought going to college and finding a really good school was going to be the best option for me. And I went to a tournament um, in Arizona, the Arizona fall classic, which has a bunch of kind of West coast college coaches there with the, with the goal of um, getting recruited and played really well got some interest and yeah, Oregon state with their coaching staff and everything they kind of do and pride themselves on was just seemed perfect to me. And I, yeah, a couple of weeks after their scholarship offer, I snapped it up and 18 months later I was on campus and now I'm in my second year playing. So 
yeah, it kind of just came together as the best option for me to pursue baseball as long and as bestly as I can. Yeah, that's awesome. How has your college experience been so far? Um, Oregon State's a top 25 program in the country. How, how have you found Have you found it difficult at all? Did you find you had to, to take time to adapt or you sort of just kept running with how you were going beforehand? Yeah, I think that my experience has been incredible. Like nothing short of like amazing. Everything I would have asked for or wanted, it's kind of gone pretty smoothly so far. Like just coaching staff and I, great mutual understanding, respect, like get along, have a great time every day, go to, going to the field. Um, the players I've been around are talented, kind, like it's a kind of caring community in Corvallis and, and the baseball squad. So like, I just feel like I've got a second family here, which has been pretty special. Um, and yeah, I, I say on the baseball, like specifically performance side of things, like, uh, I don't know. I came in, I came in with the idea that like, I didn't know where I'd fit in, but I just made sure I had confidence and I put the work in and I think the confidence propelled me and I had the skill to compete and I was athletically ready. So I've, I've been able to compete and haven't really, I wasn't like thrown into kind of like a down, a tough period of performance right when I got here. So I wouldn't yeah. say that adaptation period was huge, but I'd say that I spent a lot of time prepping for like, what was I going to have to face when I got here? It's like, I needed to be physically strong enough. I needed to be fast enough and I needed to be able to like compete with guys throwing 90 miles an hour versus like back home, you're facing a lot of low eighties, mid eighties, max um, yeah. in state league and stuff. So, so I kind of had to figure out how I could prepare for that because offensively was going to be the biggest difference. Like the game's still the same defensively. Yeah, guys are a little bit faster, but you can kind of pick up on that just with reps, I'd say. So offensively in prep, it was like, okay, I've got to be, I've got to hit the ball hard enough that I'm not like weak when I get there because I'm facing big, strong 22-year-olds that are seniors in college. Um, And also I need to prepare for velo. So it's like, all right, part of it is hitting off a machine, throwing high velo and getting used to that. And yeah. part of it was like, part of it was like, it's just a timing thing. Like I just got to start earlier and trust myself. Like I think the biggest advice people gave me and I could give to people now is like hitting an 85 mile per hour, mile per hour fastball versus a 95 mile per hour fastballs. Like, yeah, it's different, but it's not, it's not a totally different game. It's just like getting ready earlier and, and having confidence, I'd say you feel like some people almost feel like that next step is really, really daunting when maybe it's not as daunt, like daunting or as big a step as I think it is, but it's just sort of making adjustments and just keep playing your own game. Yeah. I think that like from all I've seen in my experience and, and the people around me coming into Oregon state, like it really is not as daunting as people make it. And I think it could be, I can't speak for everyone because it's different at different schools. It's different with different coaching staff, but like the skill level that a lot of guys have back home is, is really quality. And um, they just need to be mentally and like physically strong enough and fast enough to compete. But then like, it's more, it's more mental. Like yeah, the guys that, the guys that walk in day one at Oregon state this year and last year and play and have success are the guys that, walk around talk 
act like they 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 belong and they're they're confident from the get-go they're the ones that go out and perform and they that daunting period doesn't affect them um but the guys that get anxious like have trouble because they let a little fail big things it's like they'll go over two in the first first bats at oregon state um for example and and then they're like oh my swing's messed up they don't talk to anyone and they're really like they're gooned out by it and i think the biggest thing is like we've got to allow for aussie kids to like prep properly and then walk into the u.s like i'm ready i'm ready i'm all systems go and i'm gonna go out and perform as soon as i step on campus and it's it's not that easy but it's like you can control the things you can control and then it's just like if you put the work in you'll be able to be confident to go out and put out yeah definitely i think so maybe because some of those kids some of these kids maybe some of them go over to college and they haven't maybe gone over to america and played a showcase yet that for them it might be seem like a big step but i think for a lot of these kids if you physically yeah physically prepared mentally prepared you can go out there and you can compete straight away just like you've done in your first year and now your second year yep no doubt um and yeah i just want to talk about the difference between quality in australia versus the quality here like do you think there is much we can do here to prepare for college that we're not doing right now um i'd say like obviously resources are different like you have many many resources in the u.s like you can play more games a year there's more training facilities in more places, all of that. But like, truth be told, everything you need to be prepared and and have success in prep to come to the US is is there back home. There's great coaches. You just got to seek them out and and find out like and get better. Um, the one thing I would say is like, you kind of got to make your make the world your library a little bit like there's yep. so much out there there's there's so much out there like you can get information on sleep eating working out getting faster having a better swing having a better throwing like better throwing mechanics anything anything it is that you need to get better at there's information out there there's, it's like the world we live in today like you can find out so much yes there might be some bad stuff out there some good stuff out there but like as long as you take in large amounts of information and are obsessed with that process of like learning you apply things you figure out what's going to work for you what's not going to work for you and and you can really like prepare to be to be ready whether it's pro college etc like you can see what an elite d1 player looks like if you just go out go on youtube watch videos of first round college guys or top 10 prospects in the pros or big league it's like there's so much you can see to where it's like you can set efficient goals of like what where do i need to be at um and i just say like you you got to get strong enough you got to push to be faster you got to push to hit the ball harder throw the ball harder like create the tool base that that is going to perform and put you above other guys over here and um as long as you control those things and consistently aim to get better and like don't not be satisfied with where you're at in all parts of your game and all parts of your life like there's nothing stopping more Aussie kids from having like extreme success here. Truly. Yeah, definitely. I think sometimes maybe our, our baseballers here, our young baseballers don't 
take advantage of all the resources they have at their disposal. Um, like we have performance centers here. We have, we have baseball resources. We have coaches, yep. as well, like good quality coaches. Sometimes maybe it's just, they need the confidence to reach out and actually just apply themselves to realize what they need to improve in their game. Yep. Just, yeah. Just being like being self-aware and, and being willing to take criticism and like criticize yourself. It's like not like striking out or making an error and being like, Oh, I'm bad at fielding or I'm bad at hitting. Like it's why did I make that error? Okay. I'm going to rep that out the next day and like figure out and bring my confidence up on a certain player or a certain pitch thrown you. Like it's just taking those losing moments as like learning moments, especially as the younger you are um, and just continue to get better. But like this, the, the stuff you guys are doing in Adelaide is, pretty incredible i see all the videos of it and um man it's impressive like how how much good work you're putting into the baseball guys there and i i um i hope that we like that can expand across the country it's just those that quality like training environment where it's um goals goal orientated and and guys are getting more athletic and just like pushing to be great not just like good enough you know yeah definitely i think that's one of our main goals here is to make sure that the kids that we do have right now that have all the all the baseball talent and make sure when they go away they're physically prepared and help them be mentally prepared as well um what did you well while during your time in australia and before you um went to college what was what was your physical preparation like what like what were you doing week in week out to get your body ready for obviously a more hectic training schedule and a more hectic playing schedule as well yeah, so I'd say in the three or four years leading up, like my last years of high school leading up to moving to the U.S., um, I, in season I was still kind of looking to get stronger because you're playing two games a week in Australia often. Um, so I would like – I was lifting four, maybe five times a week in season, which like could be good for some guys, maybe not for others. So I was like, I'm going to get as strong as I can all all year round. and helped me just prep for for like getting over here but um in terms of like off seasons i'd kind of take winter off from playing competitive games so that i could sprint with i sprinted with a couple track coaches i researched hours on like lifting and plyometrics and whatever it was to try to get myself as athletic as possible. And I was lifting five, six times a week um, and hitting every single day, throwing six, seven times a week. Um, it was really just rigorous. And it was like, I had a daily plan literally broke down to the days pretty much all year round of like what I had to do. It was like, all right, long toss, bat speed, sprint Monday, Tuesday lighter day but work on hitting breaking balls and fastballs away and throw 120 feet and Wednesday back to like more intense like I, I had it scheduled out to where it was easy for me to just wake up look at what I got to do and get it done and yeah. I think that's one thing that is super beneficial is like first off like spending time to create a plan for yourself and then also reaching out to people that are going to be able to help you make a plan of training and incorporating all facets of your game and your, your preparation. 
um, because if it's up there for you, it's like, all right, this is what I got to do today and I'm going to get it done. Then it's just easy. It's like, you're not going to miss, you're not going to miss that if you know what you got to do. But if you just go, all right, like I'm trying to get better at hitting and I'll hit when I can, like I'm trying to get stronger and I, I'll just go to the gym and hit all different machines and hit three sets of this and three sets of that. It's like, you got to have like, you got to look into things to know what's going to be the best way to progress. And I think like learning in all facets of like the game and then putting it in a plan and a schedule for yourself to where it's like, you just go do it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I love that. And that's huge advice to young players right now who maybe you're around the 13, 14, 15 years old and you're looking to thinking right now like oh maybe i do want to go to college that you do have to have right now you do have to have a weekly plan for your lifting your power work all like like you said all facets of your game you need to have a plan of what you need to improve week in week out and then what you need to double down on as well for you need to know your strengths as well so yeah that's that's massive really have a plan for what you're doing and that plan can be it should be probably up to maybe like a five-year plan and then maybe even further as well. Like you're always yep. going to set your own. I feel like you almost have to set your own projection of where you think you can be. Yeah. I think that like one thing that I've, I truly believe in is like no one else should set higher like expectations and goals than yourself. Like if someone believes that you're going to be something greater than you believe you're going to be, like you're probably not believing in yourself enough. And I think that like, you almost got to be like, people have got to be thinking you're sort of delusional with your beliefs, like in how good you can be in the future. It's like, why, why aim to just be a pro player when you could like aim to be an MLB player? Like you, like this, I feel like you can't really set goals too high long-term, really long-term stuff. Like yeah. it's really hard to set it too high. Like you got so much time to get better and so much time to improve, like set big, long goals. And then it's just being able to realistically like break them down and just continue to get better and trust like the process and have a good process because you put the time in and you're obsessed to it. Yeah. I, I want to just ask a few questions about um, how was, uh, we saw you did some uh, work with driveline this off season. Um, can you de- describe your experience there for us? Yeah. Uh, so I went to driveline in the summer from, June to August, kind of right after my season finished um, up until I had to come back to school uh, in the fall. So, yeah, incredible experience. Um, They're world-class in their resources as a baseball facility. They've kind of got all the gadgets and tech that you could ever imagine for a a baseball training facility. And uh, the, the biggest standout thing is just their ability to like capture extreme amounts of data in all different like parts of your body and, and your game and your swing, et cetera, and then be able to break that down and find exactly where like the focus of training should be. Yeah. And um, it just makes training so much more efficient and uh, they're, they're constantly doing research and, um, and trying to improve their their training plans and their process so like i just trust in a i trust in a place like that that is constantly trying to adapt and and wants to get better just like i want to go and get better so like 
they're yeah great resources great people and um just the way they're able to evaluate players and and give them the best possible like training plans uh is is pretty special and works definitely i think it helps a lot when the people and the facility you're sort of working with really aligns with your goals and your values as an athlete like that just helps you project even further and help you progress even further than where you want to go as well no doubt yeah so you had a hit a exit velo pr and got pretty hyped about it as well it's good good to see yeah no it was like kind of just a, a lot of training over the course of a couple of months, like it all kind of showed out in that swing and it was just hard to like not let it out. Like that was just natural reaction. And <laughs> yeah, um, it's yeah. just good fun. Yeah, definitely. I think you have to, you have to take every, every win possible along the way. Um, no yeah. matter how small it is, you just have, you have to take those wins and enjoy them as much as possible. Cause there, obviously there's a lot of failure in baseball. Um, so those wins just make, all that failure worth it yeah and i think like people don't value those small wins enough often so it's like you're not you're not going to be motivated when you're constantly kind of losing and in a state of like oh i'm failing like you're not going to be motivated you everyone knows they're motivated when they're doing well yeah and so like you've got to almost trick yes you've almost got to trick yourself to where you make things you give yourself opportunities for small wins Cause then like, it'll keep you going cause you want more small wins and then they turn into bigger compounding, like huge wins. So it's like, you've got to give yourself opportunity and track things so that you can get small wins that push you to get more small wins. If that makes sense. Yeah. So if you don't really, if you don't really track your progress, like it's hard to stay motivated on a plan. So it's like, have a process, have a plan, stick to it and then make sure there's opportunity for you. So see yourself having those small wins because they keep you going. Yeah. I'm sure for you guys, you probably track almost every metric you have. You're tracking, you guys are tracking your lifts, uh, sprint speeds, exit velos, throwing velos. You, you have all that data there. Um, obviously that's going to help you stay motivated and you can, you can see those wins week to week. I think that's important for young athletes that get into a facility, work with coaches. So you have access to knowing those small wins. You're just not sort of following that plan blindly. Like you just said. Yeah, for sure. Um, let's finish on what's a one, one main piece of advice you'd give to young baseballers just, just as a sign off. Yeah. Uh, young ball players. I think that like, I don't know how to say this without, without kind of being like, yes, listen to everybody, take in everything you can be a sponge, but don't let people like put limits on anything you do, especially at a super young age. Like people will try to tell you, you play a certain position because of your tool set at that age. And this is where you're going to play. Or people will try to say that you're, a bad athlete and like you know you're a slow runner it's like kind of everything at a young age you can really control where you're going to be in the future and like make big jumps in anything any part of the game so like the one thing i say is just like whatever weaknesses strengths you have now just like have a vision for yourself to be great at all of them and you, and you can and there's information out there if you're a slow guy like 
for example, so you're a, you're a slow guy, you're 14 right now, and you get stuck at first base um, because you, you they don't think you're mobile enough to play anywhere else. Like, there's a couple of things you can control. You can start sprinting a couple times a week, maybe find a, someone that knows something about sprinting, start training with him. Maybe lean out and start getting strong because if you're strong in your legs, you'll be powerful. And you, with the sprint work, you're probably going to get faster. Um, start eating clean so you can recover from that sprint work um, and, and have a nice, like, you don't see sprinters, like, looking obese. N not shaming anyone, but, like, if you want to be a fast guy, you're going to have to be lean. So, like, just, just look at the people that do things that the best are the best and say, how can I get, how can I get closer and closer to that? So it's like, don't let anyone tell you you're slow because you can change that. Don't let anyone tell you you can't play the outfield or the left side of the infield because it's all controllable at a really young age. So just have a big vision for yourself and continue to use all your resources and just be obsessed with getting better, proving people wrong and, and getting those small wins consistently because you got a lot of time. Yeah, 100%. No, I love that message. Travis, thanks heaps for coming on here and having a chat and sending your message across. I know I appreciate it and I know a lot of young baseballers will appreciate it as well. Awesome. Thanks for having me on, Jazz. It's been awesome. No worries.